0: Hello listeners, once again, it's episode 41 of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast. Coming to you for our 41st episode on the 6th of December 2016. We're heading into the busy Christmas period. Has an angry Argentinian left a big gap in your team with thirteen million pounds burning a hole in your FPL transfer war chest? Or did a man push a man over a barrier at the weekend, leaving you wondering who to fill him with in midfield? Well, we're going to discuss all of these points tonight. And helping me to do that is, of course, our editor-in-chief, the Iceman.
1: Thank you, Billy, and welcome back to the podcast yourself
0: thank you very much and for a change this week we're back to a double act me and the ice man we haven't got a guest we've had some fantastic uh, contributions recently another great week for O united last week but we do have a new feature which we're very excited to tell you all about very shortly we will come to that first of all though we've got 10 games to get through we've got a great show for you today and i'm going to start by asking the ice man how his team got on this weekend
1: It started off really well where I brought in Ericsson, so I was like, brilliant. I captained him, and uh, he got me those two goals and the assist. So a nice 36 points from him. He was my only transfer, so that's more or less what I did this week. I I kept Aguero. I was going to take him out for Kane, and then I kind of buckled it last minute and then obviously regret the decision. In the end, I got 61 points, which is only 11 above average. So I dipped quite a lot. I've gone down to 32k. So it looks like if you don't get over 20 above the average, you tend to go down. So, yeah, not the best of weeks, but yes, yeah, still in contention. Yeah, next week's hopeful for me.
0: Yeah, it's probably one of the highest spreads in terms of scores we've seen for a while. The highest score again, 149 uh, for the week. So a massive score for them. Um I did slightly better. I got 76 points. I've had a couple of uh, decent game weeks recently. That's moved me up our, our mini-league as well and up in general. I suppose standout players for me, the two against Manchester City I've just mentioned there. Eden Hazard, fantastic breakaway goal and, and a bonus point to boot. And also Diego Costa, who actually showed he is a top-class Premier League striker dominating that uh, Manchester City defence over the weekend and scoring a a fine goal with it and three bonus points. Very happy with those two. The big scorer though, I made the decision to keep my captaincy on Sanchez. I thought that City would score but I didn't see lots of goals for Sergio Aguero. Thank God I didn't because Sanchez went on to bag me 46 points. I was in dreamland when the first goal went in, when the second and third went in though I can't even describe how I was feeling. So decent score for me this week and not a lot on the bench to be honest for a change so uh, very happy with that
1: That's a really strong week mate but Sanchez has helped you out massively again hasn't he?
0: Yes he has yeah
1: Just, Just the pinnacle he's a must have now surely
0: I, I think he is. I mean, we. I, I was discussing earlier in the season around, you know, is it time to take out Walcott, a uh, cheaper option scoring for Sanchez, but actually Sanchez is fully back to fitness now. He's scoring every week. He's created another one tonight in the Champions League. Shout out to Arsenal winning the group in the Champions League. Um, <laughs> And he's just—I think you know—he's like Aguero, and now Aguero is out for four games. Uh, I think he's an absolute must-have, Sanchez.
1: Yeah, totally agree. A midfielder playing up front—he's playing in a decent team, one of the world-class players of the Premiership. Definitely for me, must-have. I have brought him in this week due to that, and uh, I still regret taking him out for Hazard back when I thought when he had an injury. But there's no point in moaning about It's, it's happened now. Brought him back in.
0: I have to say, I did exactly the same thing with Eden Hazard before he went on his um, his run earlier in the season. So I feel your pain, but good to know he's back in your team, Iceman. Yeah. Well, let's see how the rest of you did then in terms of our uh, FPL Mini League. I'm going to read out the top 10. The familiar faces, uh, some people moving up and down. So in 10th place, we've got Insane in De Bruyne. Luke Thunberg, that's a very strong name and a great score as well, 102 for you. So on to 810 points. FC Tanami Tanami, Eddie Hughes has dropped down to ninth. We've got 50 Shades of Grey, Alex Belay, 77 points. Bonnie 2017, Anton Thorson on the move with 92. Red or dead, Stephen Coley. I think he might be new. In- yes, he is jumping straight into sixth place. 94 points, great score. We've got Biggles Wingman, fantastic name. Patrick Houghton, 88 points in- up into fifth. Anti Clante United, Andrea Salander, great week for them, Mm -hmm. 90 points. The mysterious Duke, Douglas Munro, unfortunately dropping again. He was the weakest in the top 10 on 68, and illustrating what you were saying, Iceman, if you're not more than 20, then you're probably going to fall above the average. So Douglas Munro down to third. Kunal Roran. Great week, 97 points, up to 857 points overall. And the special one, Dimitar Todorov. Again, a good score by my standards, but for the rest of the league, not so much. 74 points, but holding on and leading the RK Mavericks by one point with 858. So some great scores this week. But Iceman, most importantly, who are you naming and shaming?
1: Well, looking at the league for <clears throat> this month just gone. In fact, I've changed it now. I feel like we should just shout who's doing well during the month. I've l- looked at the December month and just seen who scored the most overall. And it looks like Mohammed Ali, which is a great name, Jala Mohamed Ali, scored 107 points this week with sudani cruel fc so just giving him a shout out for the best team of the month so far instead of naming and shaming because we're, we're going to find teams which are not playing sometimes uh, it's just good to shout the the positives absolutely i think it's worth giving a, definitely giving those people a shout out uh, i'm going to shout
0: a previous guest from the podcast mr tom campbell didn't actually realize his uh, team name was the corpsing playmakers which oh, nice. really is very death of you tom but uh, but great job you're up in the 68th place so well done on that one mate okay well let's move on from the mini league then some great scores uh, great scores last week hopefully some of you benefited from the advice on the podcast now in the absence of uh, of an illustrious guest this week we're going to introduce a new feature so thanks to FPL Kegger for this idea we are going to introduce the Silence Rant and this is a special mystery guest of the podcast who is just A very angry man, for want of a better word. Let's see what he's got to rant about based on the last weekend in FPL. Firstly, have you had a good week this week? Alexis,
2: captaincy, do me a favour. You've gone above me due to one player, and yes, I would gloat about it too. Secondly, Costa, can you please, please hurry up and get that yellow card so I can draft you into my team? You've been trolling me for far too long. And Firmino, it's been three weeks now. You've played up front, and your teammates score, you've moved back out to the wing. Where you've scored high before, yet still no points. What the hell is going on? 8.6 million wasting away. You're on a tightrope. Buck your ideas up, lad. KDB, you get rested last week, so you should have been ready for that Chelsea game. My nan could have buried that chance with our eyes closed whilst high on daisopan. You better score this week, or you're getting dropped. I hope you will listen to our advice regarding Emery Chan as well. Because none of us did. Hashtag called it. How the hell is Mark Muniesa classed as a defender? It doesn't matter because no one has him. Oh, and who the hell is Ryan Frazier? Oh, and after a rant, why do people feel the need to say hashtag end of rant on social media? Winds me up a treat. Hashtag rant over.
0: I've got to say, I wasn't expecting that, but Dan is is an angry man, it's fair to say. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's quality, isn't it? Yeah. It's an uh, angry guy. But you can see why. There's lots of reasons there.
0: I, I think he's got uh, all the key points. Lovely shout on Ray Chan. But uh, yeah, I think I think, uh, my name would have finished that KDB chance as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, To be honest, that pain me because obviously KDB is still in my team as well. So. Yeah, that was quite helpful at the time I can't believe he missed it. it was literally like a complete sitter just straight over the bar any a little bit lower would have gone in God,
0: painful oh, I, still, I still fancy him to uh, to step step into Aguero's shoes in his absence over the next few weeks but we'll come to that fixture with the uh, 5.30 Saturday kickoff uh, against Leicester okay so uh, now we've all calmed down a little bit so I think I need to as a pan myself now actually <laughs> let's get on with the fixtures for the coming week we've got Watford versus Everton kick us off with this Iceman who are you calling for this
1: one well yeah Watford they're getting worse even Troy Deeney was slagging them off on match of day two I don't think it helped Pereira getting sent off as well so he won't be able to play so they're kind of running out of players I think Holobast is probably still their main option at 4.8 although he has had uh, a total of minus one in his last three games yeah before he managed to get 33 points in four so I mean talk about going from like hero to zero Slight change in form there. Uh, they have Man City after this, so I don't think you should be bringing any Watford players in at the moment. But after that, they have Sunderland and Palace, so maybe then. But I can only see this going Everton's way, because Cumin with Saints, he managed to turn them around last season. They had a poor start to the season last season. And I can see Everton getting someone out of it, because in the last mix of the game against United, they were doing quite well, they looked like they were... Battering down the door, and although they've got a big loss with Balassi out for the season, so, yeah, and he was combining really well with Lukaku.
0: <laughs> yeah, they look good together.
1: Yeah, everyone's removing Lukaku, I think, over 70k transfer amount now, but they're still unbeaten at home now. Ever since I know this is a way, but just shows that they do have some form, just not doing brilliantly at the moment. But I think everyone's forgotten about the forgotten penalty taker who's a defender. <laughs>
0: Do you know I was just going to I was just going to shout this but go on. Yeah, Baines. 5.3
1: yes. mil. The only thing is you you're looking at Everton's fixtures and they're not easy coming up because they play Arsenal no. uh, after Watford and then they play Liverpool so yeah, you're
0: not thinking, I will just uh, I'll uh, I will, I will ju- I just want to add to your your uh, discussion around this. I'll come back to you. Um, just to, to note, we've got the uh, weekend of the 10th of December fixtures. We've then got the uh, midweek fixtures on the 13th and 14th of December. Don't forget to change your teams and uh, don't miss a week because I have known people to do that in the past <coughs> myself. And uh, and then we've got fixtures on the 17th of December. So me and the Men are looking to get a pod out before those midweek games, but definitely factor those into your thinking because – I just wonder with Bain's injury record as well, with all those games back-to-back over Christmas, how much he will potentially be rotated. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think you've got to be careful who you choose now. I mean, maybe choosing a central defender is probably a better option than actually choosing a right back or a left back because they tend to get forward and they tend to get rotated more than the central defenders. So, if you're looking at a defensive option to sub out one of your players for someone else, obviously if you've got one maybe keep them but just be wary that with these games coming up they could get rotated, there's a lot of rotation around Christmas time
0: and I'm just aware Mason Holgate got a little bit of time against uh, a bit a bit of time at the weekend. So not to say that you know he's definitely going to be out, but I definitely think he's a rotation risk given that he's got that injury record. And uh, will want to wrap him up in cotton wool, I would have thought.
1: Yeah, that was Coleman going off injured, actually. I don't, I'm not quite sure on the extent of that, but I know he came off injured. Yeah. So yeah, Holgate maybe a cheaper option there.
0: Only 4.1 million still Holgate. Certainly a uh, start of the season. He got 17 points fairly quickly, and then unfortunately he fell out of favour. But definitely one to uh, to keep your eyes on, depending on the the health of the Everton fullbacks. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I myself, I'm not really looking um, beyond Baines for Everton at the moment. Lukaku's gone cold. Um, their attacking midfield, Balassi, was the only one in form. And, and unfortunately, Ross Barkley, who was an absolute go-to previously, is just not an option this season. So I don't really fancy anyone in this fixture, if I'm being honest. No,
1: especially not with Balassi out as well. And uh, okay. just
0: looking for? So we're dodging the lunchtime kickoff. 12.30 is a no-go. Mm, yeah. Fair enough. Well, let's move on to the afternoon fixtures. Three o'clock on Saturday the 10th then. The first game, Arsenal versus Stoke at the Emirates. I will kick us off with this one. Uh, The man of the moment is Alexis Sanchez. I think I mentioned him at the start of the pod. I do feel with Aguero now out for four games it is worth transferring him out I still think it's worth having a plan to get him back in eventually but for me Sanchez has absolutely got to be in your team even with high scoring Arsenal midfielders like Ozil like Walcott even with Oxlade-Chamberlain notching over the weekend Sanchez is going to be the consistent one and I don't see Olivier Giroud ousting him at any point uh, in the near future
1: yeah no I totally agree with that god I just regret so much taking him out but I've had to spend minus four to get him back in this week. But i I tell you what I did see. Did you see it last week? Uh, Alexis had his first English interview.
0: I didn't see this. No, go on.
1: Uh, he was talking about how much he loves his dogs. And it was just, well, one of the best interviews ever
0: well I follow him on social media he's quite active on Instagram and his life just looks basically playing football for Arsenal and just being incredibly ripped in a Chilean pool somewhere so he uh, it's quite a life it's probably why the man's so cool in front of goal as well when he's so calmed with the dogs um just on what I've said there, because I am just I just want to pick up on my own point about Sanchez, I think he'll feature for Arsenal throughout the Christmas period. Olivier Giroud came on tonight for Arsenal, and of course Sanchez did, did start tonight. I almost wish Wenger had taken him off a little bit sooner. Arsenal over the uh, Christmas period, we've got uh, Stoke at home, and then on the 13th we've got Everton away, and then it's Manchester City. Very nice. Uh, Aguero-less, yeah, away on Sunday the 18th. Do you see any scenario where Sanchez will be rotated, put out to the wing, what are your thoughts as an ardent Arsenal fan on that Iceman?
1: Well it's a difficult one with Arsene Wenger, he's always played Sanchez he's one of these people that just wants to play every game, every second, of every single game so it's, it's difficult that he's going to bench him, I think he has benched him before when he's come back after an international um, and yeah. you could just see in Sanchez's play when he comes on he just looks angry that he's not played, so It's a case of trying to prevent injury, but uh, keeping him happy. So it depends on this one. Wenger might just play him all the way through. He is the type of player that just wants to play. So I do think that Arsenal coming up after that as well. God, their fixtures, d did with West Brom, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Swansea and Burnley and then they've got Watford as well so it might be time after the Christmas period to bring in the Arsenal players as well if you haven't got any of them there's a the- defender as well
0: yes me too I, well, I'll let you call your is there any specific defender or, or yeah. in general
1: a, lo- a lot of people did draft in Mustafi to start with he might be a promising one for over these christmas fixtures as well he yeah. seems to play a ball in from the back just over the top he likes to play a long ball uh, he doesn't he doesn't muck around he takes no risks, so he just puts it in and- i've got to say i
0: do love a defender who is willing just to put the ball in the sky and get some snow on it when needed
1: <laughs> yeah i mean he played the ball in for alexis's first goal and he fizzed it into him at great power uh, which alexis scored god he just—I don't know—does yeah. he it? He's, a, he's just a great forward, really, isn't he? And it's, I'm glad Arsenal is finally, you know, realizing that he's the one to, to actually have there. Um, yeah. I just hope it lasts and, and you know, stays in form.
0: So the only other, the other player I want to mention on Arsenal's team to, to consider now that Koscielny is an astronomical six point six million, which for a defender, if you don't already have him, is is a lot. I think there's game time here over Christmas for Gabriel. We've got the injuries at fullback. We've got potential rotation. I do see him being the first option to give Koscielny and, uh, and Mustafi a rest. So I think if you have a 5 million, 4.5 million region defender and you want an alternative, I can actually see him getting some reasonable game time over Christmas.
1: He could do. The I mean the only thing is Bellerin is back for the seventeenth of December, so you you never know, and you never know when Jenkinson's likely to come back. Although Wenger did say he's low on confidence at the moment, which I didn't think was a great managerial thing to do at the time. But yeah, he's, he's a yeah the
0: fan the fans try to get to him, and then the manager confirms that they've got to him. Yeah. So I, I could you know what the next step in that cycle is, don't you?
1: Yeah, he going to be
0: rotten awful. tomatoes. Peppering him in the next yeah. Home fixture. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, just, I just don't think he's going to play until like the um, maybe the cup games. We're out in the EFL Cup now, yeah. so, so no, I can't see much time for Jenkinson anymore. Uh, Not at the moment,
0: but w- what about our opponent Stoke then? Because it feels like, you know, without turning this into an Arsenal discussion, can you see any any value in Stoke players at the moment? I mean, you know, the rant included Munisa Uh, Anyone else from Stoke?
1: Well, Shakiri again, I know I shouted him last week. He did start in that number 10 role, which benched Allen, which was a shock for most. And uh, I wonder if that will be an ongoing thing. Because I thought they played quite well. Uh, Arnie uh, Anatovic creating a few chances as well. He looked pretty good down that left-hand side. Maybe it's his time, but although I think... He might have got injured this game. I'm just going to double check. Yeah, he did. He came off with, uh, with a knock. So let's see what happens with that one, really. Um, there's no one I would bring in for Stoke at the moment. They do have Arsenal, Southampton, Leicester, Liverpool, Chelsea coming up next. So for the ongoing fixtures, it's, it's not really a anywhere where I'll be going, but if you want to. Do
0: you, do you not team, think though so, that? I was going to say, do you not know, think Muneet is a potential enabler? He's only 4.2 yeah. million and he got game time when he was fit last year. Now, I, I would actually fancy him definitely at Leicester to get something. There's a possibility at home against Southampton who aren't prolific in front of goal. I mean, do, would you see him as a, as a potential if someone was trying to you know, move the cash around a little bit? Yeah,
1: I just would see maybe someone like Nathan Ake at uh, uh, 4.3 as a better option yeah. because he's got better fixtures. But, yeah. Um his game time might be numbered as well. Daniel's might be coming back soon. So yeah, if if you're looking for cheap defenders but probably better than Amat who seems to be scoring nothing. Yeah, I I'm, I'm going to have
0: to uh, actually when, when I saw that result over the weekend, the Swans did let in nine goals in two weeks, but I'd made a, I made a promise to myself if you try to pitch Amat to our listeners again, I would I'd stop you straight away. <laughs> yeah. So so even, even Amat could be worth three million. He's not worth putting in at this point. You're almost better off having just no player, aren't you, than Amat. Traffic traffic cone? Yeah, exactly. Cardboard cutout? Interesting. Well, I think, um, I mean, certainly from a Stoke perspective, again, no one consistently scoring well. We talked about Joe Allen last week. I think I'm finally sold on moving away from him and in fact I've taken him out this week. He had one more chance and I think um, he, he. it looks like Hughes is settling on him as a more of a holding midfielder so okay well I think the, the talk of uh, Nathan Ake moves us on to uh, Burnley versus Bournemouth so the next three o'clock fixture. Let's start with Bournemouth Bournemouth then so you've already suggested Aka who's done very well in that Bournemouth side I'm liking the the look of Callum Wilson at the moment what are your thoughts on him
1: yeah he's had two penalties in the last two games and he's had a fair amount of chances as well he is their main striker up front so he's always going to get played and Bournemouth do create quite a lot of chances going forward obviously they've got the four goals against Liverpool so they've got that they've got that team ethos where you just yeah. think that they're going to play together and it's you know, they they they're always going to create something they always try and play football. the great thing about Bournemouth watching them, I do hope they do well and they do go in the top half this season because I do like the manager as well. He puts it together well. He does. I mean Eddie Howe
0: gets them playing real attacking football and to score four against the, you know, Liverpool as they've been playing this season what a fantastic effort right in the last minute nobody was expecting them to come back interesting with Bournemouth though, it feels like the same situation as last season they score all these goals but there still isn't one outstanding must have midfielder it seems very spread again
1: well look at the new guys just coming Frasier yeah. yeah, I know. Um, Dan learned about him just now.
0: Silence was was not happy about <laughs> that unexpected <laughs> Scottish uh, performance. He was furious about that, and, yeah. and frankly, I'd never heard of him. Well, so yeah,
1: he came in for Stanislas, who seems to be injured now, which is a bit of a gutter for them. Um, Send
0: him my regards, won't you? <laughs>
1: yeah, my, my brother. <laughs> but yeah, Fraser he looks he looks like a, a a different option. I don't think he's he's more. I don't think he's a fancy football option at the moment, but. Who knows? We'll see how he goes forward. Just kind of monitor him over these next two easy fixtures for Bournemouth. So I, you could expect quite a lot of points here. Wilson might be one to to bring in. He, he's going to play every game.
0: I'm just looking at Fraser's kind of record this season. As I've got to say, he's not even been on my radar, and I can see why. He's literally done nothing all season. But four point nine million again. If you're just trying to free up some funds in in the midfield area. If he keeps playing like that, I definitely would see him as an option. However, not too bad fixtures with with uh, with Burnley, Leicester, Southampton, but then he City plays Chelsea, Swansea after that though. So again, someone in the medium term to enable higher priced midfielders, not a bad option. But I think he's got to keep playing. He's got to play in this next game to prove himself.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, going going to Burnley. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, Gray's back. He's in the starting lineup, but that's all I've got to say on them really. I. Forgot they're in the league,
0: if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> yeah, they're just yeah, they're not good. No. Okay, we'll, we'll move on from Burnley for now. Oh, even better. Hull City to speak about against Crystal Palace. Joy. I, I've given a Hull uh, a fair amount of stick this season. They lost 1-0 against Middlesbrough. I still probably don't have anything good to say about them. And I, I don't accept the argument of Snodgrass at this point because... I'm seeing nothing. Can can you pitch
1: me anything from Hull City? Well, I've got written down here uh, Crystal Palace, and then I've a little bit written about them to say, and then I've got whole Nothing. I've got nothing on Hull. <laughs> it literally says nothing. <laughs>
0: this Hull city fans if you listen this really is nothing personal but surely you agree with us that they offer very little consistency in terms of uh, fpl but if there's someone we're missing do tweet us uh at ff underscore surgery hashtag who from hull um iceman tell us what you're thinking in terms of palace then
1: well benteke who who took him out silly people I Did you take him out? <laughs> yeah. The the only thing is, he got both the goals gifted to him. Uh, one from.
0: I, I've actually got a new nickname for him. I'm going to call him Ben Tappin because he keeps <laughs> yeah, he keeps Tappin. coming up with these these kind of six yard efforts. Which yeah. you, you know, I, I look at the score. I think with the return of Ben Take and actually, you know that they're not mercurial world class goals, but he is getting on the end of them. So I definitely think he's an option.
1: Yeah, he could still be. What are their fixtures like at the moment? They've got a whole next then. Well, Man United, Chelsea, Watford, Arsenal. So not tasty, really, are they? Um,
0: no, but again, if you were because when you pick a player, again, you might be looking five or six games in advance, and you're talking about you know there will be weeks where you might not field them, but I think three or four of those games you'd probably fancy him to to have a chance of doing something.
1: Yeah, it could be. If you if you've got him, I'll keep him, but I wouldn't bring I wouldn't bring him in. Have you got how much he is there? Uh, yeah, he is seven point six.
0: 7.6 so that's still quite reasonable as strikers go and 56 points for the season so he's not, he's not doing bad yeah, yeah,
1: not bad I think the biggest shock this game was that Zaha never got an assist
0: yes the uh, the run came to an end I was fully expecting um, when I saw their goals gradually notching up against the Saints big shock that as well Saints conceding three yeah. to see Wilf on the end of one of those but uh, he, he had a
1: quiet week I think that game was just mistakes from the Saints they let the two goals in and then that was it they see yeah, conceded from a corner as well. I don't think that would happen every week. A little bit unlucky as well with the first goal from Forrester. I can't see Crystal Palace doing that well going forward. I mean, they have got a hole neck, so I'll probably beat them. But after that, they're probably going to keep losing.
0: <laughs> And I was just going to say, some of you may have the Sky Sports football app, and there was an article on there on players of the week. Damien Delaney uh, made it into the team of the week, and some of you could be easily seduced into picking him. I've got to say, I'm not convinced this Crystal Palace uh, defence is going to hold out over the next two months, particularly the Christmas period. I don't don't think they've got the strength in depth. So um, at this point, I would be steering clear, even though the likes of Tompkins has notched recently, but I still... Don't really fancy them as a defensive option.
1: No, I agree with that. I think Kabai, who's completely gone off the radar, he was, he was a, a go to option last year, he was like a, a main player in all of our teams, but now he's not even. Well, he
0: the last game. well, when he was at Newcastle, before he went off to PSG, same old story, in fine form, goes out there, never going to get in front of Motta, Matuidi or Verratti. And I think that just takes players off the boil sometimes. I remember the classic example of that was Alexander Hleb. Oh, yeah. He was absolutely, I'm coming back to Arsenal again, aren't I? But look, absolutely brilliant. He was like the Ozil of that time, went to Barcelona and that was it. Okay, well, I think we've said enough on that one. So brings me forward to. Do you know what? I actually look forward to discussing Sunderland now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think.
0: And we've already ruled out Amat for this fixture, and and you're not allowed to pick him. So if we if we go to Sunderland first of all, do you see any of their players being a promising option this week?
1: Well, Nichebe got a fair amount of shots on goal. He is playing out on the left hand side mostly, instead of down the middle with, with Defoe, which was a bit weird, but. Yeah, he's still got some shots and created a few chances. Um, Van Aanholt should have got a penalty. Uh, he did go over in the box, so he does get forward a lot. And I did shout him last week. I do think he's still a potential option for them. Got some fixtures coming up with Swansea. They have got Chelsea next, but then seems to be alt- alternate fixtures. So if you've got someone to rotate with him, because they've got Swansea, Chelsea, Watford, United, Burnley. So every other fixture, it's a, it's a good one. Um, but yeah. yeah, Defoe, the most clinical striker on earth.
0: Yeah, did you see his goals in Soccer Aid? No, I didn't. <laughs> very, very good. He missed the sitter, though. Unfortunately, didn't get the hat trick. Oh, right, yeah. Shame thing. about, big shame about Watmore's injury.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say Watmore's out for the rest of the season now.
0: So does that give, I don't know, some, yeah, you know, playing time for the likes of Januzaj? Do you think or?
1: Uh, Yeah, Janazai should play again.
0: I mean, I wouldn't pick him, but I'm just saying he'll probably play, won't he? Yeah,
1: he'll probably play. He has been dropped for a while. He's just not been performing at all. Um, They do have a player called Honeyman. I didn't know that. Well, if you fancy a
0: 4.5 million <laughs> midfielder based on a serial, then the Honey Monster could be the uh, the one for you. Let's uh, let's see how he turns out. There is, of course, uh, we're still awaiting the return of Lee Kattamo as well, which I know Parker, who uh, isn't with us at the moment, but is uh, is also looking forward to as well. He's
1: dead. Sounds like he, he was dead. Well, I oh, No, Parker, who isn't with us.
0: A... Well, it, well, he might as well be.
1: <laughs> um. OK,
0: well, Defoe and Achebe is, in terms of options, uh, moving forward. Van Arnholt, I would maintain, is still a decent attacking option at full-back. Swansea, uh, last week. Another five goals conceded, but this time, zero response to Tottenham. They were absolutely garbage. I think Sigurdsson had a bit of a turn up front, didn't he? Yeah,
1: new new whipping boys Swansea, though, aren't they? I don't know what yeah. Bob Bradley's going to do with this team. I, I do like Bob Bradley, though. And I hope he doesn't get the sack. I think he handles himself well in interviews and he speaks well. Um, But yeah, Siggy, still starting in the false nine position. He's, He's always going to be the best option for Swansea. And if Aguero didn't get banned, I would have brought him in as their fixtures are now really good they've got Sunderland West Brom Middlesbrough West Ham well hold
0: I mean is given that attack is a fixture against against Sunderland I would accept that but is a fixture against the likes of West Brom and Middlesbrough actually desirable for that team because I think West Brom are looking really good at the moment
1: yeah you've got got a good point I mean you look at it on the fixture tracker yeah It's that that lovely green, isn't it? lovely green, yeah, you see it. Delicious green. And then you think, oh, well, maybe they're not. do are strong at the back, and West Brom, Pulis are renowned for it. Although they've only kept three clean sheets this season, so Hmm. maybe not so much this season. But yeah, West Ham, Bournemouth, Palace, they love letting in goals. So still, if you're going to get in Siggy this season, I think now's the time to do it. Because yeah, he has been in form. It's just this last game against a strong Tottenham where he's obviously not got anything from it. So, still mm-hmm. a solid shout going forward. We did have a question from at 7 stars underscore fancy Twitter handle. Uh, he said, If Sol Aguero came before game week 15, he has Sanchez, Ebra, Austin. Siggy suggesting for a strong differential to replace F- uh, Firmino, or well, he's called him Failmino.
0: Fail Menio, wow So he's already
1: he's, he's already got Siggy uh, No, no, what are saying Is Siggy's suggestion A, a strong differential to replace Fail Menio in,
0: in a similar price category Yeah, I mean I still think Because well, in terms of uh, Firmenio at the moment His price is still Is it 8.8 yes. 8, 8, 8, Well, he's 8.8 now actually Oh, is he? Yeah, he's jumped oh, up. I, I can save
1: for 8.6, sorry.
0: <laughs> I, well, I actually think if you haven't got him, Ericsson would be a better shout. He's at 8.3 million. Yeah. So you'd save yourself 0.5 and you've got an inform attacking midfielder and a Spurs side that looks very good at the weekend. So I, w- I would probably opt for Ericsson.
1: I think I would agree, although... I have actually taken out Ericsson and I will explain my choice now before we go to any other fixtures. I had the choice between Firmino, Hazard De Bruyne and Ericsson to bring in Sanchez and I needed Sanchez because I'm just I'm so lonely without him. And uh, I I know Ericsson I've just captained him I've just brought him in. He's got me that massive haul but he's not been overall consistent like the others have so far this season and he was my my call last week I did think he was going to hit form um, I was right but I'm hoping that <laughs> I'm not going to be right for now I do kind of want Ericsson back in my team but I have Kane now as well because I took out Aguero and I bought him yeah. Kane. so I've got kind of that Spurs cover although I'm not this season. I'm not really seeing cover as a thing. I'm just yeah. seeing as players scoring because you're looking at uh, Liverpool. You know, a lot of people had two in their team, so there wasn't much uh, need for cover. It's just whatever players are scoring high. So, yeah, getting rid of Eriksson was a killer, but I didn't really have any other choice. I mean, the one other. Can I just offer another option
0: here in terms of um, two Firmino? Yep. Um, it would mean spending a little bit of extra money, but I'm looking at you. You'll be shocked at this, but there's a rationale here. Um, West Ham have had three pretty rubbish fixtures against Spurs, Man United, and Arsenal. However, Payet is still got some fairly consistent assist points there and coming up West Ham yes they have Liverpool next who we know will concede goals but they've also then got Burnley and Hull at home away at Swansea away at Leicester who are shipping goals for fun this season I think if you can afford Payette, that's not a bad run of games against clubs that aren't exactly watertight this season
1: yeah no I totally agree maybe maybe not for the Liverpool away one but um because I think Pyatt is actually looking a bit pissed off when he plays. So, you know, against Burnley, Hull, Swansea, he's got three games there where you you guarantee points for Pyatt. So I'm actually looking at uh, taking Firmino out for Pyatt, but not this week, maybe next week. The 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 thing
0: I will add to that comment as well is that's assuming that he is still with the club come January because there is talk of him moving all over the place. Linked with Arsenal actually this week, and uh, I wouldn't mind that at all if he wanted to join us. So that's fine. Okay, well we've got a few choices there then. From uh, we've gone away from Swansea and uh, Sunderland, so, but uh, to answer a Twitter question, but let's get back on track to the evening kickoff on that Saturday. The champions Leicester versus potential champions Manchester City Uh, both clubs enjoying mixed fortunes this season Leicester absolutely steamrolling that group in the Champions League but very much in a relegation fight Man City have uh, made real hard work for themselves losing I suppose their Kante which is Fernandinho to that stupid red card and also Sergio Aguero getting banned again that temperament is going to cost City this title another four games without their talisman Iceman, who would you say is the uh, the best shout from this one?
1: Well, I think Man City are going to thrash Leicester. They're, uh, Leicester are low on confidence, they're playing badly, and Man City have just come out of a game where they might not have deserved to lose as they were all over Chelsea in the first half. And they, If they scored their chances, which KDB should have scored, it would have been a different game. Um, and I think KDB is in my team, he is the man for me. Now that Aguero wanted Christmas off, the last time... Aguero was out. KDB scored 13, 14 and 10 points in consecutive yeah. games. And he yeah. got that for you at the time, didn't he? You? you benefited from
0: that. Oh, it's magnificent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. And I was thinking, oh, I've got to get him in. And then, uh, yeah, I brought him in and he went on a uh, bit of drought. So it's typical. But yeah, he he's delivering like a whip of a ball into the box uh, for assists. He he delivered a, a nice free kick in to Fernandinho where he scored, but it was offside. He's got nine assists so far this season, and he's just involved in everything going forward. I do think now yep. that now that Agüero is out, he's going to be you know, the main one up top. I know probably Ineacho's going to play. Uh, he might what, be an option now as well. Let me just
0: tell you the the city. Um, I'll tell you the attack, because the defence, you won't recognise any of them anyway, but going forward tonight they had uh, they had Navas, they had Gundogan, they had Sane, Nolito and Inacho. I actually think Ionaccio, Inacho, Iron Man. have we want to pronounce his name? Uh, I think Kelechi is a great option. KDB I think would be a sensible way of moving your money round, uh, and I think in the absence of Guero, will take a little bit more responsibility getting forward and scoring so I think he's a great option, but Acho again, absolutely fantastic in the absence of Aguero and a definite option if you're looking to perhaps create a stronger midfield with the likes of KDB, Sanchez, Hazard, one of the more expensive midfielders like Payet, or if you're going to, say, Firmino, I think Acho is a really decent option up front at a slightly lower price. Yeah,
1: no, it could be. Just think, yeah, he's only going to be for three games. That's where we can risk that, especially with the Christmas fixtures coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um,
0: can I um? Can I just ask uh, Dan the Man next week to rant about John
1: Stones? <laughs> it, whether he plays or not. That, that uh, Nicely moving on to the Twitter question we have from Mo Hazari Excellent. at RealMojo8901. He, Hello, Mo. He has put, uh, when will John Stones keep a clean sheet? He's asking for a friend, though. He won't find a friend in me, I can tell you that, Mo. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah. City, they're just can't give a clean sheet bravo's just the worst keeper ever what, how is he in that team
0: he's a ball playing uh, goalkeeper yeah he and should, he has his moments he
1: should be right back or something instead
0: yeah well maybe he could play instead of john stones i have to say i'm only holding on to john stones because uh, there's more pressing kind of injury issues i seem to pick up each week but let me tell you this when my january wild card comes around he will be the first name off the team sheet for me.
1: Billy, you don't have to explain yourself to me, right? You've got John Stones, right? Deal with it. I can't deal with it. (laughs) Week in,
0: week out of absolute nothingness.
1: Just moving back to the fixture, Leicester. Oh, yes, we were talking about the podcast, weren't we? Let's go back onto uh, onto the fixture, Leicester City. They can't focus on the Premier League at all. They're just shocking. Vardy is now gone uh, 697 minutes without a shot on target unbelievable he's lacking in confidence isn't he it's just it's ridiculous i saw a stat on reddit as well about fuchs has got zero points from 247 minutes so i think that's like a record as well they did ask the question i don't know if anyone found out i would like to know actually. i mean one thing i would say
0: people talk about the loss of kante i actually think because they haven't had casper schmeichel in goal for most of the season i think that makes a massive difference to that defense he's such a commanding keeper and a safe pair of hands. I think he's made a huge difference to not being there for Leicester this season. Yeah, no, I agree. So, in terms of this one then, we're thinking Kelechi, we're thinking KDB. Beyond that, though, not too much to uh, to tout at this point.
1: Uh, too much rotation risk on uh, Man City, so I think even KDB might be a rotation risk himself, but not for this game and not for a couple of games going forward, especially with Reguero out. Can't risk it.
0: No absolutely Um, Just for those of you Who are pro Manchester City Their next fixture Is home against Watford During the week And I do fancy There to be a Champions League Style rotation For them So we'll see How that goes Well, let's move on to the Sunday fixtures then. So um, 12 o'clock kickoff, we've got Chelsea versus West Brom. I'm really looking forward to this game, actually. I didn't think I'd say that about West Brom, but we've gone from the early season comments of you never rely on West Brom for attacking options to now Matthew Phillips is the new Luis Suarez. So Chelsea probably seem a bit more obvious. I'm going to ask you to start with West Brom. Who would you call from their team?
1: I do think that Pulis will have his tactic hat on. And I don't think that they're going to get much out of this game. I do think they're going to park a few busses there, and maybe the likes of Nom at the back might be a good shout. Uh, He, yeah, he's probably an enabler for you at the price of four point three. So that's a
0: great price, isn't it?
1: Yeah, looking. I mean, I know McCauley is still the best option with attacking returns at four point nine, and but then you've got Brunt as well, who's still getting in the team. Yeah. Uh, getting a massive haul of 14 points. We did chat him a couple of times in a couple of weeks
0: before. We did, yeah.
1: It's it's obvious to most there. He got a goal. It was a bit, uh, it was from a free kick. And it did take a massive deflection, but he did get an assist as well. So he is the set piece master. West Brom now up in seventh. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Can't believe they're that high.
0: Yeah, but I guess that's a typical Pulis side, though, isn't it? It's solid, solid spine to the team. You've got Fletcher in there. You've got Jakob. You've got two very decent centre halves in McCauley and Evans, and then and a solid goalkeeper as well. Very typical spine to a Pulis side. I agree. I think Brunt's a great option at the moment, four point nine million, which is getting on for for a slightly more reasonable price defender but he's playing on the wing and you can't ask him much more than that he's getting shots in on goal he's providing and more importantly he's got players in front of him who are actually scoring so anything he's creating is you know finding its way into the net will they score against Chelsea Mm. I'm not sure I, I I you know, I think it's one of those ones where if you've got those players, keep them. I wouldn't be putting people in this week, but actually over the Christmas period, if I look at West Brom's next fixture after yeah, that, they've no, got Swansea. Well, they've got Swansea at home. Um, then they've got on, on the 14th United,
1: Arsenal, Southampton. <laughs> I wouldn't be bringing in West Brom players. I'm thinking about removing Foster.
0: Interesting. See, see, I think there's a couple of games where I'd probably feature at least a defender from them. Mm-hmm. I'd, I definitely would play McCauley against Man United. I'd play him against Swansea. Wouldn't bother against, uh, against Arsenal. but well, that's because I'm biased. Yeah. but I, I, I wouldn't rule them out, put it that way.
1: Well, each to their
0: own. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Healthy disagreement on the path. Um, Chelsea, again, absolutely fantastic result against Man City. That was a big statement at the weekend. Who stands out for you at the, for this fixture?
1: Uh, there's a Spanish striker who's pretty good is it is it diego diego that's the one yeah 11 goals five assists he is unstoppable at the moment isn't he and i'm really getting irate with the fact that he's not picked up this fifth yellow card i need him to have that so i can get him in I said this to you the other week, but the, the, the booking is going to come,
0: but I, I'm not going to get rid of him because if it's a one-match ban, then, then you know I'd just stick him on the bench for a week and bring him back anyway.
1: But it's that, it's that jinx transfer, which if you do bring him in, you know that the next game yeah, he's going to get a yellow. In
0: his. Yeah, you, st- you stay, you you leave my Diego Costa pick alone.
1: <laughs> the only, the only thing don- is, he was forced off with a, a knock during the uh, to so the just... City. So um although he did he was spotted running towards the the melee uh, which saw Fernandinho get sent off. <laughs> so he appears to be okay. <laughs> he probably will start against West Brom. I can't see him not starting. Yeah, he's he's on fire at the moment. I don't think a little knock's going to stop him. The the only thing was Matic injury has now opened the door for Fabricas. He certainly He had, he had a decent game. He uh, provided the assist for the Costa goal. Great ball, a 50 yard ball up, up pitch.
0: Yeah. And again, I think Sesk will always be, you know, a potential to score when he's got a striker in front of him in the form of Diego Costa. Just the word on Matic as well, though, his points really are creeping up every week. Every time he plays, he seems to to pop up with an assist.
1: He didn't play last game, though, so I think he's he's out for a couple.
0: Yeah, so possibly one to keep an eye on for the future of the January World Cup. But yeah, Diego Costa is the obvious one. Great breakaway goal from Hazard as well.
1: Uh, yeah he doesn't need many chances does he he didn't get many chances he just needs the one and he seems to bury it so
0: so i'm going to ask you to consider this point if a, if a player at the moment they've just um had aguero sent off they've got all these funds freed up they put a, another striker in do you think if they haven't got hazard do you think it's worth putting him in or is it worth taking a punt on fabregas and spreading the money to the likes of kdb and someone else
1: i think Hazard's always going to have that pedigree of FPO. He, s- he scores high. Yeah, he he did have uh, a whole game week eight to game week eleven where he got eight, eight, fourteen, and nineteen. So it could happen again. He got nine this week. Doesn't need many chances. All oh, Chelsea are so clinical at the moment. Yeah, Hazard. I I was tempted on taking him out due to his lack of shots he gets on goal. But, yeah, Chelsea has just got the fixtures at the moment as well.
0: I was it? just going to say, you've got that lovely green streak of fixtures. <laughs> oh, green uh, streak the so. green garden of it glorious points. It's
1: swayingly. It's swayingly. And, it is. It's, it's, it's um, false swaying as well.
0: There's a psychology there, isn't there? But definitely West Brom at home, Sunderland away, Crystal Palace away. I mean, if there was ever a time in your season you were going to look at having uh, three Chelsea players, this is absolutely it.
1: You've got it, haven't you? You've got, have you got Costa, Hazard and Alonso?
0: no I don't but I, I'm certainly thinking about that um in the next few weeks but even after that to be fair I'm gonna read you the next five fixtures West Brom at home uh Sunderland away Palace away Bournemouth at home Stoke at home and then uh then a uh fixture away at Spurs even after that Leicester away Hull at home and then they run into a few difficult fixtures but I mean Chelsea at the moment that's just that's great value for money, isn't it, in terms of a long term investment on any of their players.
1: Yeah, exactly. I do think Alonso's still a great shout. He's Yeah, I agree with you. He's got seven shots in the last six game weeks, eight chances created, uh, yeah. to two assists and four clean sheets. So you can't really ask more from a defender. He's only he's only six point two, so he's not in the no uh, 6.5 yeah obviously quite expensive but
0: i mean i like your shout on uh, if you were going to go all out on chelsea um with a third player i like the idea of fabregas a 6.9 million in midfield and if he becomes a real option in fpl that'll be fantastic but i still like moses as well 5.7 million if he was a defender he would be an absolute no-brainer but i think as a fourth or fifth midfielder with chelsea's fixtures he's a great option at the moment yeah i
1: agree with that i don't I think Fabregas will become quite an option there. I think Matos, as soon as he's back, he'll be no. back in the team. He's only got a slight muscle injury. so. It's...
0: And I think there's some love in the club for Chalabar as well. So potentially he will take some of his uh, minute gains. Yeah. Well, let's move on from this one. On to uh, Manchester United versus Spurs. Again, another fantastic fixture. Iceman, anybody standing out for you in this one, though?
1: Well, I shouted him last week. Ericsson. Uh, I brought him in, captained in uh, I know I've taken him out now, but yeah, still a great option. You've got seven shots on goal, seven shots.
0: You backed yourself, goal. definitely, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, I have taken him out now, so I <laughs> feel a little bit kind of. Like, like I'm letting him down in some way. Like he's kind of looking at me, going, "Why are you doing this?" And
0: well, I, I'm sort of half thinking that myself because I'm looking at the Spurs fixtures coming up, and it's another real um, garden of green. I've got to say, after Man United, they've got a Hull at home and then Burnley at home, which for me would be no brainer to pick Spurs. In what, what's your thinking around this?
1: Yeah, I do kind of want to double up on Spurs with those fixtures, and, and you yeah, know they obviously got. Five against Swansea, so you can see it happening again. Uh, yeah, it's just I couldn't, yeah, you know, I couldn't fit him in. If I could get rid of Kapoe and put in Ericsson back in, if I had the cash for that, that would be brilliant. But I just don't. Have, you can't have everyone, can you?
0: You can't have all of them. You can have most of them, no. or just some of them in some cases. So Ericsson you would still tout for this week. Yeah. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you've you've been. Calling him for the last few weeks. Now, the the question for many people this week is going to be: Do I swap Aguero for Ibrahimovic or Kane? We get the answer to that question in this fixture. Would you say Zlatan is a better option or would you be more pro-Kane?
1: I think I'm more pro-Kane. He's got 20 goals a season for the last two seasons, 20 goals plus even. Yeah, he was still getting used to the premiership. He, he does keep scoring and uh, a weird stat, he's not been subbed yet this season. So, Jose obviously has faith in him. The only thing is Spurs are creating more chances than United. Kane is probably the option for me.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd say that as well in terms of the fixtures coming up, I'd, I would definitely support um, the idea of, of Kane at the moment. i
1: am keep my eye on Ibra. Uh, I would love to get him in, I just I can't really afford it.
0: <laughs> what about Anthony Martial? Because he seems to have come back into the reckoning. I mean, at the start of the season, I looked at the United squad and I thought, that looks unbelievable. Then gradually they started fielding players and I thought, I wonder what I was getting so excited about and I've realised most of them have either fallen out with the manager or been crocked. Now, Martial's come back into the side. Great season last year. United have got Tottenham next, then Crystal Palace away, West Brom away. He's only, well, I say only, he's 9.3, so he is quite expensive as midfielders go. Do you you think there's any, I guess, benefit of looking at him, because he would be a differential compared to the rest of the FPL community. Any any support for him at this point
1: well the only thing is he he, he, I mean he gets a lot of shots on goal as well but he is a rotation risk in that team with Mkhitaryan he started again and he did assist two goals in the EFL cup um, but in the Everton game he didn't look as bright as I expected I'll watch the whole thing Uh, he didn't look as bright as I expected for Bundesliga player of the year but maybe he just needs to worm his way and, and get used to the United team. So, yeah, he's got to play, isn't he? Yeah, it's, but it's you know you, you've always got that risk of uh, Lingard, you know, taking Marshall's place, especially over these fixtures. I can see a lot of rotation in those yep. areas. You want people which uh, are more nailed, like the likes of Sigurdsson, which will you know he'll definitely get. Played each game. We've got to consider this over these next yeah. Christmas games. That these these type of players like Marshall, like Mkhitaryan, like even Son, they're going to get rotated. But going, going to Son as well, he did score a great volley uh, in the last game. So yeah. he is <laughs> he's one of these players who looks like he may be back in form, starting to play again as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I do like the look of Son at the moment. He's actually one of my transfers in this week because I think even when he comes off the bench, he's a good. Um, he, he has potential to, uh, to contribute at the end of a game when the defense is tired, or you know if he starts, he's a good option as well. But uh, I will soon see if my money is well invested or not on that one. So that's Man United versus Spurs. Taking us forward to the other 2.15 kickoff on Sunday the 11th, our second-to-last game of the weekend. Saints versus Borough. Like I said earlier, I was not expecting them to ship three goals suddenly against Palace. Very out of character. Uh, Middlesbrough as well picking up a a victory against Hull. Gaston Ramirez with that one. Do you fancy any of these in this fixture? Because for, for both of their form this season, I'm struggling to pick out any individual
1: yeah Austin still you know if you've got me to team keep him Southampton do have the fixtures going forward, maybe some of their options they they didn't string it together in the last game, but I see that sea of green again, so
0: lovely sea of green
1: i'm, I'm looking at you know Middlesbrough, home Stoke Bournemouth that there could be some a fair amount of points there in their defense. I know they made some errors in the last game, but yeah, you know, people make mistakes. It's not going to happen every game. I can see some more clean sheets. So Cedric, being the cheapest option and the most attacking, is probably the best option for them. Uh, I do want to get him in. I'm just yeah, I've got other areas of my team which I'm yeah. dealing with. So uh, he would be an option. Josh Simmons looks a bright player, but not quite yet an option for me.
0: Or consistent yeah, yeah. The only the only player I was looking at in this one was potentially a Saints defender. Really, Cedric being the main one in terms of value for money. Still a bit unsure about the the centre back pairing. Is both as, as good as they both are. I think they're having their heads turned by other clubs. So Cedric seems the the most obvious one at the moment. Yeah,
1: um, Ramirez is injured now. That's a big blow for them. So puts put things into perspective for uh, yeah Hampton's defence.
0: So that brings us to the final fixture of this first weekend of the busy Christmas period. It is Liverpool versus West Ham United. We talked quite a bit about Payette already. Good to see the return of Andy Carroll against Arsenal with a, uh, with a poachers goal. And I know a lot of you, as soon as Carroll starts scoring, it is usually quite a viable option because when he plays, I think probably his minutes to goal ratio is pretty good. It's just he's, crocked for the most part of the time um, I can't really shout any other West Ham players at the moment Liverpool losing Coutinho has been a blow Iceman how, how do you see Liverpool playing in this one who do you think would be the best shout
1: well, West Ham confidence of battered Billich is just showing it in his interviews as well this is the chance for Firmino to stop blanking and start scoring again he did only get two attempts on goal creating only one chance in the last game and it was quite high scoring so that's not very hopeful for him so that, I can see why a lot of people are uh, drafting him out but Liverpool do, did look comfortable against Bournemouth in the first half and I don't think Carius made, made an actual save but Carius seems to be a blunder of errors he gave away a corner from a goal kick the week before last and uh, he was the fault for the last goal uh, against Bournemouth but he's that man that we shouted a, a couple of weeks ago and last week Ray Chan um, yes, scoring more goals this season than he has in his previous two combined with certainly has uh, and what a goal he scored, smashed it into the top corner um, you also got Henderson uh, getting another assist, free in his last five, I do think Matip was probably a big loss for them with Lucas coming in Uh, Yeah, centre back area. But Carragher did look on Monday Night Football and said that Liverpool defence aren't as bad as people think due to the amount of saves which Carrius had to make. He's only made like uh, one or two within the last six fixtures, so it looks like he hasn't had much to do. It's just that they seem to be giving away big chances to teams, and he seems to be going in. Had a had a question from Twitter, Um, Abdullah Al Mamu. I'm sorry. i'm saying that wrong uh he is saying what to do with Firmino: stick or twist i'm gonna say stick
0: i've got him and for me at the moment he's you know the fixtures still suggest i I don't think he's gonna blank for much longer put it that way and and i do fancy him to do something against west ham so if you've got him i would i would give him another week
1: yeah i think i agree on that uh you you yeah he's blanked three weeks now i know it's pretty hard to keep something in after that but I can see probably getting some scores from this maybe even a potential captain option we'd have to have big balls to do it but a potential captain option for some people who haven't got any other choices but I do think there are a lot of captain options this week
0: I've got it yeah I was just gonna I'm, I'm the, the Arsenal versus Stoke at home fixture with Sanchez has captain written all over it but you know if you yeah if you fancy it might be worth a shout for Firmino but I won't be going in that direction
1: yeah, Um, Moving on to West Ham. Without Antonio, uh, Arsenal dominated the right-hand side. Uh, and As I said, they've just got a lack of confidence in their team. But I think Payet, like we said before, might be worth a massive punt if you can get him in. Uh, Maybe not for this game, but maybe for the next game. If you can try and work him into your team, I think he might be um, probably a great player to have with their fixtures coming up. Carroll's back, so he's got someone to... To try and assist as well so
0: yeah I'd agree with that and with you again I come back to if Aguero's coming out of your team this is a good time to free up some cash to to invest in him
1: yeah
0: so that brings us to the end of the fixtures Iceman
1: you know what time it's for
0: I think it's time for you to go for a little wee that's right and enjoy this brief interlude for the Iceman's piss cannot believe I'm still saying that Welcome back from that brief interlude for the Iceman's Piss. Iceman, did you make sure that you uh, left the seat down and wiped it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I washed my hands as well.
0: Fantastic. Don't forget to bleach. Well... Having covered all the fixtures, we're just going to give you a brief summary of what we've discussed. Lots of information to take in there. So let's give you the take-home points of our discussion. Watford versus Everton. We talked about more defensive options for Everton here. So Holgate and Baines were the main ones. Nothing from Watford. We then moved on to Arsenal versus Stoke. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, the obvious one that we mentioned, along with defensive options in Gabriel and Mustafi. One going forward for Stoke was Mark Muniesa. And then for Burnley against Bournemouth, the Iceman wrote nothing for Burnley. So we just went with Wilson and Ake for Bournemouth with the uh, the points generally spread around in their midfield. Hull versus Palace. uh, We went for Christian Benteke with Zaha blanking at the weekend weren't so confident in him and again the Iceman wrote the word Hull and nothing underneath it. Swansea versus Sunderland, Defoe and Chaby, we feel still have potential points gained in the next few weeks Van anhalt uh, attacking is another defensive option. For Swansea the ongoing issue of Siggy, we think there's points there even if what Swansea have been very bad against Spurs. We still think they've got goal threats moving forward to so Sigurdsson might be an option in the absence of Aguero. Leicester versus Man. City well the big discussion was who do you put in the absence of Kun definitely if you freed up some cash KDB would be one to go for but also the Iron Man, Kelechi Ionaccio cheap option up front fairly guaranteed to get some game time and really stepped up to the plate last time Chelsea versus West Brom Brunt and Nyom look like good cheap options Brunt with the attacking option moving forward and then for Chelsea we discussed Costa and Moses as decent options for this one, but also Fabregas, not saying bring him in just yet, but if he plays more op- uh, more often rather, in the absence of Matic, could be a great cheap option at 6.9 moving forward. Man United versus Spurs, we were more pro Spurs for this one, so Eriksen and Kane were the main ones we spoke about, fearing the United rotation. Ibrahimovic, of course, is an option if you don't fancy Kane to swap for Aguero. Saints versus Borough, really the only thing we were looking at here was a Saints defensive performance, Cedric being the most obvious option in terms of attacking returns and price and finally Liverpool versus West Ham Payet's featured quite a bit this week we do fancy him to put himself in the shop window for his next club or just to feature well for West Ham on the return of Carroll and Emre Chan for Liverpool great option very cheap in midfield, and as well as playing defensively lots of attacking returns
1: well done Ball
0: I remembered all of that without even writing it down
1: right. you a whiz
0: except I did write it down so Iceman who are you picking for your skipper?
1: There's no question for me. He missed a sitter last game. It's KDB.
0: You're going for KDB against Leicester?
1: Yeah. Leicester are doing awful at the moment. City are gonna rip it up, I think. They're pretty beaten and bruised at the moment after that game against Chelsea, where I still think they deserve to win. And KDB, yeah, he's he's gonna score high this game. <sighs>
0: interesting, well I haven't got KDB in my team so I'm going to go against your pick and I'm going to shout Sanchez at home against Stoke, I think with Arsenal scoring fairly freely at the moment and him being right at the centre of it, I don't see that changing this weekend, I'm going to keep my captaincy on, on Sanchez for a third week running
1: that's a, that's a bit boring mate to be
0: honest <laughs> yeah I know but <laughs>
1: <it's just laughs> in other words stop catching me you catch it, Yes. me I don't like yeah. it um, I, I, I'm coming for you I suggest captaining um, Macaulay.
0: Well, that's not a bad idea, actually. I might even... Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> man, is there anything on the socials for us this week?
1: Yeah, I've read out a few already. Um, going through to... Reddit, we've got some interesting questions here. Spend Aguero money on upgrading your defenders or spend it on a premium midfielder or forward? Which option would you do? It depends on your team, really. It really does. I mean, these type of questions can only be asked if we've got a a team in front of us. But giving the brief opinion, I think defenders, you can go for the lower priced at the moment. And it's more with the... There's so many midfielders and forwards to choose from that I think it's best to spend it on your front men. I
0: would agree with you completely. I don't think there's a consistency in FPL this season for investing loads in a defender. Certainly having one that will get you some attacking returns um, if he was fit, you know, if you've got that money Bella in, I definitely think Alonso is probably the standout um, for potential returns each game, whether it be attacking or clean sheet. But I agree with Iceman. Definitely, I'd invest that money in a premium midfielder. To be fair, Aguero at 13 million, depending on how you've got your money spaced out, will probably get you a premium striker and midfielder as well. So I would go attacking. Yeah,
1: cool. Uh, that was from uh, Bum Squest. <laughs> what <laughs> what a brilliant name that is his name
0: uh and then just outside playoffs i apologize especially... if that, that is actually your name and i've offended you there but i've just never heard the name before it's just uh
1: just offside playoffs has said solid replacements for morgan and or williams with no money in the bank so looking at their prices they are about what okay. five mil are they? a defending
0: question yeah. okay well, like we shouted earlier, I do think Muniesa at Stoke is a good option at his price at the moment. Yeah,
1: I, I, I disagree. Um, I do think that Brunt and Cedric are probably the options there. Cedric probably being the main one for me, at yeah. five mil.
0: Yeah, no, I agree I agree with Cedric. Um, Van Holt as well, five million? Yeah. Beyond that at the moment
1: it's Cedric Cedric's the main option there. go with Cedric
0: the only other one that was mentioned previously but yeah we'll go with Cedric but is I, I do think Phil Jones at United looks like he's playing more often now 4.7 million a decent way into that United back four it all depends on the fitness of, uh, of, of Bailly so when he's back he will being absolute nailed on, but Phil Jones at the moment's getting the game time. And after Spurs, you know that there could be clean sheets there for United. So I'd, I'd say watch his space on that one.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good chat, mate. I'll go with that, I'll still go with Cedric, but yeah, another option, Phil Jones. Moving on to the next question from Reddit, we've got v underscore red has put, "What is your team value when you remove all your players?" And this is where we take, um, we're going to cut the pod briefly while we work this out for. Uh, uh, couple of seconds okay we've both worked that out and mine is 102.8 so not too bad
0: and I'm languishing behind on 101.4 so the Iceman probably has at least one player a tier better than uh, than what I have at the moment
1: Uh, He also puts, um, and is it better to invest on defenders slash goalkeepers in the second half of the season when you have that extra three to four million in the bank?
0: I think um, personally, towards the end of the season, if you get a team that starts to really put a run of form together, if you get a good goalkeeper that, you know, Three times out of four will keep you a cleanie. That can make all the difference in a mini-league. So, not at this point, but I I would say yes to goalkeeper. Um, But the way the season is panning out at the moment, it's all about the attacking options. There's just no consistency in defence.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. And uh, on Twitter, uh, Darren Hammer has kind of asked the same question. Uh, I I would go to... The same answer. Yeah, improve your midfield and uh, attack... That's it for uh, social media. Well, thank you to all our Reddit users and all our Twitter users. We appreciate all the questions that you give to us. It does get a, a bit of conversation flowing, which is which is nice for the pod. So thanks for that.
0: Yeah, and I think it's helpful because it just gets, uh, gets us to see what's in your thinking as well as listeners. Which brings us to the end of episode 41. Oh. And we'll be thinking about the Christmas special in the next few weeks coming up this weekend obviously we've got midweek fixtures as well after this weekend um, we're going to look at trying to put a briefer pod pods together just to cover some of those fixtures we usually record earlier in the week and put it out just before the weekend so we will try our very best this to get another one out to you very supportive listeners we thank you for your time let me remind you of ways you can get in contact with us www.fancyfootballsurgery.com uh, learn more about the surgeons and we often post content and articles on there more of those to come we're on facebook www.facebook.com forward slash fancy football surgery our main activity takes place on twitter at ff underscore surgery tweet us with how your teams have done and let us know if uh, if any of the advice we've given you has made any difference to your game week and also what do you want dan to rant about next week <laughs>
1: yeah
0: And please, let's get something going on John Stones. Listen to us on SoundCloud and also on iTunes. If you do listen to us on iTunes, leave us a comment and a review. It's always very helpful. And finally, enter the race for the coveted FPL Fancy Football Surgery T-shirt in our mini-league. Join the league on 17603-6718.
1: And also, we are still getting entries in for the cup. I haven't got what i want for the cup yet we haven't got quite enough so i'm still waiting for entries to our cup competition which the winner will receive a guest appearance on the pod and we may have a surprise prize for them as well but we just don't know what that is yet so (laughs) if that's not enticing you i don't know what is
0: we do have a name for the cup now though don't we no it's the it's the ice man's cup we're not
1: calling it the ice man's (laughs) cup (laughs) <laughs> Recording the F the Iceman's Piss. <laughs> the Iceman's Piss Cup.
0: Yeah. No, I'm being silly now. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, if you want to send through your uh request to be in the cup, just please tweet us at FF underscore surgery or send us an email FF Surgery Podcast at Yahoo dot com. I am putting it get- together. I will put it together on Friday because that is when I have an hour travel on the boat, so I'll put it together then. So get your entries in before half seven on Friday.
0: On Friday, you heard it here first. The couple were created at sea. Uh, one final shout out. I'm just going to give. We heard news recently from the football blogging awards that the Gaffer Tapes had won Podcast of the Year. Congratulations to them. I think both me and the Iceman have listened to their stuff down the years. Very entertaining podcast. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to them, do go over and have a look at what they've got to say. From me and the Iceman, though, thanks for listening once again, and we look forward to talking to you next week Diddly do. <sighs> did dee I'm gonna credit you. to you with a, a great shout last week. You mentioned Patrick Van Arnholt and yeah. there he was. He, he popped up with that goal.
1: Fantastic. Did he? <laughs> what did I did I miss something? I did I miss that one. I must have missed that one then. I didn't even realise he scored. No he didn't. <laughs> hello <laughs> pete you've got me hello can you hear me what happened
0: there i lost you oh no he didn't i thought he scored <laughs> <laughs> brilliant uh so we'll cut that bit out <laughs> you can leave it in uh we'll put, oh, we'll put, put, let me just have a hold on a second um I basically there was an article that showed him be <laughs> celebrating. I don't know what I must have looked at.
1: <laughs> no mate, no, he didn't score. He almost got a penalty though. He did. Uh, he got into the box and uh, almost got. He got hacked down. So I think there no, should have been I, a penalty for him. I literally have no idea what I've been looking at then. Nor do I.
0: I I, I read a Sunderland article with Van Arnholt. No, it was that was it. It was a Team of the Week article, and Van Arnholt, Van Arnholt was in it. That was it and he was celebrating a goal, so I assumed that he'd scored Sunderland's second goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put, put it in the outtakes, or leave yeah,
1: he... yeah. it. In, uh, yeah, I'll put it in the outtakes. Anyway. Um, Shall I start that bit again? Yeah, go on. Yeah, i
0: Okay. Okay. Um,